We're speaking with Dan McGowan, columnist with the Boston Globe. And Dan, you write a uh, big piece about who Brett Smiley has to thank. And, and I'm just confused. It's Emily Croswell, but why on Twitter? What, what's, what's with Emily Ward? Why does she... What, what am I missing here? I it is the same person. It, it is It is the same, it's the same exact person. Ward is, I believe, her mother's name. Oh, um, okay. And so, and so that's all it, it is. So she, she's actually Emily Kroll. And I, I don't know. I, I can't quite explain why she occasionally uses her, <laughs> her mother's okay. name. I don't know if um, there was something that I missed in the dynamic. She was uh, obviously with the Lord's administration. But you're right. She's really the one that pushed seemingly Brett Smiley over the top. Yeah, you know, all campaigns, as you know, you know, there, there are there are people who, you know, obviously up front, it's the candidate, right? That's who wins and loses these races. But behind the scenes, there's always a handful of people in any campaign that kind of, you know, just whether it's running the campaign completely, can write the ship, as you know, can kind of argue and fight with the press and, yeah. you know, get their, get, get their candidates' <clears throat> coverage. And, and, you know, what I wrote about is Emily Crowell, who, who, you know, 34 years old, a person who, you know, very kind of unconventional, uh, uh, you know, upbringing. She's got, you know, sleeve of tattoos, 29 tattoos. Oh, my God. Uh, is not somebody who you, you know, that's not normally what you see, no. you know, in the kind of uh, very, you know, prim and proper kind of campaign world. Um, you know, came up through, went to URI and then goes, works for Jack Reed for a little while. And then, you know, lands a job with Mayor Alorza. And that's when I got to know her because I was covering the mayor, you know, pretty closely. And what, what I was always struck by then was just the kind of the fierce loyalty that she showed to Alorza, even when you could tell you, you know, she, she disagreed with kind of what maybe the approach that he was taking. You know, she's the one that would call you and yell at you and tell you, you know, you're being unfair. And, you know, again, spinning the press, that's part of their job. What she has grown into, particularly with Brett Smiley, is, you know, she's kind of the, uh, the, she was the center of the entire operation. You know, even as people were jumping ship a little bit and were saying, oh, Gonzalo Cuervo's coming on strong. You know, she was the one that kind of, it pushed Brett Smiley to, uh, to stay very positive in that race. Remember, not once did he go negative at all against his opponents. Um, And now she's the person behind the scenes who's, organizing everything the staffing search she's going to likely be the chief of staff to um to brett smiley so you know they're they're very different people she's again kind of wears her heart on her sleeve literally tattoos all over the place brett smiley's this you know kind of elite uh you know well-educated wealthy guy but they work very well together i think she sees the you know the chessboard that is Providence politics pretty well, and I wanted to kind of reflect that because again, you don't always hear you, know, you hear about the candidates, you don't always hear about the people who get them there. You also, um, <clears throat> Dan McGowan, you wrote a lot and broken down the the politics in, in Providence right now, and uh, this is going to be an interesting dynamic with who Brett Smiley is going to have to deal with as the head of the Providence City Council. Yeah, so Rachel Miller, who is mm. the, who's a, you know represents Federal Hill, the council over there and she is a confirmed democratic socialist right she's a uh was supportive uh right after the george floyd um murders or uh, murder you know for defunding the police or re you know reinvesting whatever how, however you describe it um is as far left as you can be pretty much um in the city of providence uh and you know brett smiley ran this very moderate um 
campaign that was you know generally pro police i mean if you think his campaign Absolutely. speech oh his, yeah in his campaign speech first person he thanked was emily the second group was was public safety workers That's right uh which you don't normally hear in providence at least in in recent years so there's going to be some friction there i will say one of the things about rachel miller compared to i, I would say a lot of, of the other you know sort of younger progressives who have been getting elected. She's a pretty substantive person. She comes, she works for, uh, you know, a workforce group that that's kind of aligned with the laborers. She's one of these people that's going to be more interested in, you know, uh, for example, as the Superman building, you know, deal comes together, she's going to be the kind of person that wants to make sure that, you know, Providence residents have the ability to get those jobs, things like that. I think more so than, you know, doing anything particularly radical, you're not going to see the police defunded in Providence. Brett Smiley's not going to let that happen. Mm. But they will, um, they will clash on 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 certain issues. And uh, and I, I think Brett Smiley was hoping for, I don't know the polite way to say this, but I think he was hoping for someone he could control a little more. Yeah. Um. You know, as the council president, but Rachel Miller got out there, boy she consolidated votes i mean look some of these people still have general election opponents but yesterday she got 10 of them to essentially sign on to supporting her she has wow. to keep that team together you can't get it you know you don't get it until january but what usually what happens uh once people are willing to sign their name onto something unless you know there's a dramatic change like somebody gets arrested or something like that uh it does look like you're going to have you know, basically the furthest left city council president in the history of the city. Wow. Dan McGowan, talk a little bit about the, and one of them you uh, talk about, he's like the most sought after now, either a campaign manager or political operative in the city. Yeah, these are the, the Royas brothers who, yeah. who, who have a, a remarkable uh, <laughs> kind of remarkable uh, uh, st- background story family wise. They, they grew up in a really tough situation with parents that really struggled with addiction. Uh, I believe they were and these kids were like out on their own while they were in high school uh, wow. living on their own. So interesting story. What's funny about this is, is that Jason Royas, who's kind of a campaign operative, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's ran a bunch of campaigns. He briefly was involved, uh, ran the Gonzalo Cuervo campaign and he left. Uh, he ran for council four years ago and uh, came, came relatively close this time around. He said, you know what? I don't really want, I actually want to be, kind of a behind the scenes player, so to speak. So my brother's going to run and his brother, Justin uh, actually, actually went out and won the seat. Uh, And so these two brothers are going to be really influential players. I think in the city, this is the seat that for, for listeners out there, you might have heard of Nick Narducci who has been around the council for a really long time. Uh, He's term limited. So in that North end of Providence, it'll be Justin Royce. And then his brother, Jason ran, I think four, <laughs> four campaigns wow. uh, to, to elect city council members. So th- this is like that new face of the left in Providence uh, uh, for sure. He was with, who was the rep that was briefly up there and then got, uh, got knocked out um, who, whose name escapes me, but you know, the whole thing that said the, the files cabinets filled with bottles Oh, Maura worked, Walsh. That's Maura right. Walsh. That's he right. He worked with her, I believe. That he did. So. He ran. He, I think he ran one of her campaigns. That's right. And and also interestingly, despite being you know a bleeding heart yeah. progressive, yeah. Um, Jason Royce, the campaign guy, did uh, a lot of work for um, 
uh, uh, Barbara Ann Fengfeng uh, oh, to, wow. to, to beat Speaker Mattiello a couple of years mm. ago. Uh, and that was more of a, you know, let me rub it in the face of the speaker. But, uh, you know, ha- has showed an ability to, 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 to do this. And, you know, the thing about this is, is when you when you start to get that kind of that name, you know, value, you be, you become incredibly important in the city because, again, you know, two or three people on a city council that can shift the entire landscape of, of power there. And that's what you have this city council, not just the council president, this city council is much further left than you thought mm. you, you thought the council was filled with lefties yeah now it's going to be way further uh come january rachel miller it's hard to leave now folks also in the boston globe uh damon cowan how do you think the cd2 races is, is kind of starting to come into play uh, mayor funk picked up I, you know any endorsement he can get is positive kevin mccarthy boy that story in axios they are fully committed to try to help fun get over the finish line against Seth Magaziner. And I, I just don't know if Magaziner has talking points enough that I, I just don't think they match who Mayor Fung is and how who people know him to be. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the entire question here. And, and you know, everybody wants to go back and run that that kind of 2006 Sheldon Whitehouse versus Link Chafee kind of race. I feel like First of all, 16 years ago, um, and it what you could argue because people could understand it deeply. Remember, you're in the war. You know, J- George Bush was deeply, deeply unpopular here, yes. um, and and he was the president, right? Uh, unlike right now, where you're where you're trying to link Alan Fung to you know Donald Trump and the certainly Kevin McCarthy, who is still there and will probably be the next speaker. But it's a little hard. It's a little further removed. It's a little hard to believe when you, if anybody has ever met Alan Fung, you don't think of him as a Donald Trump Republican no. by any means. So I think th- they're listening to what, presumably what polling tells them that independents, you know, as we know, independents strongly uh, have been strongly concerned with the, the kind of the Trump agenda. So I think they're trying to move people right here, uh, you know, right along, but this is going to be a really close race, no matter how well or how poorly either of them run their races, right? I think it it ends up being, you know, a three, four point race, probably no matter what. I tend to agree with you on this one. I, I, you know, first of all, he's going to, Fung will win, will, will almost certainly win Cranston. Oh, yeah. If you can do well in Warwick, where he has yeah. in the past it's really hard to lose the rest of the, you know, to, 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 for the rest of the district uh, for, for, for Seth Magaziner to kind of catch up. And so I still think Mag- uh, Fung is in an excellent place. The only thing I could think of is, you know, he just has to avoid, Fung has to just avoid kind of stepping in it, right? He just yeah. has to, don't make too many mistakes, you know, try, he's going to, def- we're all going to be pushing him to ask questions about national politics. He's going to need to probably deflect for a long time. And I'm sure we'll be a, you know, the reporters will be critical and how come you don't answer questions? The strategy here, though, is very clear. One wants to run a very localized campaign. That's Fung. One wants to run a very nationalized campaign. That's magazine. That's right. Yeah. So that, that's what folks, it is. Folks, you hear me mention it, Roadmap and Dan McGowan. Uh, and we have the, the winner uh, from last week, which was uh, Gina Catalano. Yes. Um, and, a listener of yours. Of course. And how can people sign up, folks? It arrives in your inbox. And it has all links to all the top stories uh, in the globe, including, obviously, the uh, tragic situation happened 
inward socket with the oh, former yeah. mayor and then all the top stories what happened the other night at William Hall Library. Dan McGowan, right now, if you'd be so good to extend that offer to anyone who's listening. Very simple. And before I do, uh, as you mentioned, this contest, um, you know, we had more than 500 entries for the primary and it was just your fun kind of pick them just like you do for Sunday football. We're going to do the same exact thing in the general election. So we'll have that out in the next couple of weeks. Prizes, right. you know, we give away tote bags. Uh, very simple. If you want to get Roadmap, you get it free every weekday morning, right in your inbox, sometime around 8 a.m. Just send me a blank email. You don't have to write the subject line, anything. I'll know what it is to uh, rinews at globe.com. Rinews at globe.com. I'll sign you up. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. See you out there, John. Thanks. The next time you have an emergency, Head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website to petro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website to petro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com j perry paving folks you can depend on j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry 
Paving, 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. 